PTJ podcasts are made possible by the American Physical Therapy Association. Physical therapists diagnose and treat people of all ages with all types of health conditions to help keep them moving and functioning in daily life. Welcome to PTJ's The Bottom Line for February 2009. I'm Donovan Stutel, along with Dave Courvoisier. Bottom Lines translate the findings of selected research articles for clinical practice. Bottom Lines are not intended to substitute for a critical reading of the original articles. The Bottom Lines for the February 2009 issue of PTJ were written by Dr. Eric K. Robertson, Assistant Professor in the Department of Physical Therapy at the Medical College of Georgia in Augusta, Georgia. We have two bottom lines this month. Our first bottom line summarizes Clinical Prediction Rules for Physical Therapy Interventions, a Systematic Review, by Dr. Jason Benichek, Dr. Mark Bishop, and Dr. Stephen George. What problems did the researchers set out to study, and why? Clinical prediction rules have been gaining popularity in the physical therapy literature and have been purported to assist therapists with clinical decision-making. Despite this popularity, the quality of the studies from which the clinical prediction rules were derived have not been systematically evaluated. Because most clinical prediction rules in the physical therapy literature have not undergone validation testing, the methodological quality of the derivation study is important as clinicians decide when and how to incorporate clinical prediction rules into practice. The goal of the researchers was to conduct a systematic review to assess the quality of the derivation studies of clinical prediction rules. Who participated in the study? Three researchers systematically searched the literature and methodologically assessed eligible studies. The literature search resulted in 10 clinical prediction rule derivation studies that were included in the project. What new information does this study offer? This is the first study to report on the quality of derivation studies of clinical prediction rules in the physical therapy literature. The quality scores for individual studies ranged from 48.2% to 74%. Criteria that commonly were not met in the studies included adequate description of inclusion and exclusion criteria, use of an inception cohort, adequate follow-up time, masked assessments, sufficient sample sizes, and assessments of potential psychosocial factors. How did the researchers go about this study? The researchers conducted a thorough search of all relevant databases through June 2008. Previously validated rules were excluded from the study since a clinical prediction rule that has been validated can be assumed to have resulted from a derivation study of reasonable quality. The researchers independently ranked the studies according to an 18-item matrix designed to assess methodological quality of prognostic studies. The percent agreement was calculated and the intra-class correlation coefficient was determined for overall quality scores. How might the results of this study apply to physical therapist practice? Clinicians can consider the quality of a clinical prediction rule, derivation study, among other factors, when deciding to implement the rule in practice. Clinical prediction rules derived from high-quality studies may have the best potential for effective use in clinical settings. This study can also assist investigators as they design future derivation studies or validation of existing clinical prediction rules. What are the limitations of the study, and what further research is needed? 
The prognostic criteria that the researchers used might not have been a perfect fit for analysis of physical therapy clinical prediction rules, some of which are not prognostic. Furthermore, all criteria were equally weighted, and not all aspects of the derivation studies were included in the criteria. The authors recommend that future analysis of clinical prediction rule derivation studies include a standardized rating system that addresses these factors. Finally, the quality scores obtained in this study are just one factor in deciding to implement a clinical prediction rule in practice, so this information can be considered complementary to that decision-making process. Our last bottom line summarizes use of standardized outcome measures in physical therapist practice, perceptions, and applications by Dr. Diane Jetty, James Halbert, Courtney Iverson, Aaron Michelli, and Pollock Shaw. What problems did the researchers set out to study, and why? The goal of the researchers in this observational study was to examine physical therapists' use of standardized outcome measures and to explore the attitudes and beliefs about these measures, including their utility and barriers to use. Despite widespread recommendation by multiple organizations and widespread discussion in the literature over the past decade, the utilization of standardized functional outcome measures has been reported to be low. Who participated in the study? 1,000 subjects who were chosen randomly from the American Physical Therapy Association's membership database received an electronic survey. What new information does this study offer? 48% of survey respondents reported using standardized outcome measures in patient care. The use of the measures was correlated to specialty certification, practice setting, and the age of the patients seen by the physical therapist. 90% of those who reported using outcome measures indicated that they improved communication with patients. Common barriers cited by the respondents included time and logistical concerns and lack of knowledge about the measures. The most commonly used measure was the Oswestry Low Back Disability Index. Unexpected data obtained from the study included the fact that 22% of respondents utilized homegrown or departmentally developed outcome measures. How did the researchers go about this study? The researchers developed a survey instrument using a pilot sample of clinicians. The survey was sent to 1,000 randomly chosen APTA members with a letter explaining the survey. Follow-up emails were sent to non-respondents after three weeks. The survey had a response rate of 49.8% or 498 surveys, and 456 surveys were complete and were included in the analysis. How might the results of this study apply to physical therapist practice? These data indicate that physical therapists are using standardized outcome measures at a less-than-optimal rate and that steps may need to be taken to improve the use of these measures in routine clinical practice. Data suggests that management strategies and education about the measures need to be reconsidered to increase the ability of clinicians to utilize these tools. What are the limitations of the study? and what further research is needed. This survey measured therapist perceptions and not what was actually used in practice. In addition, the survey instrument was not validated. The sample consisted only of APTA members and might not reflect the practices and beliefs of non-APTA members. Future researchers may wish to elucidate educational and management strategies that enable the regular use of standardized outcome measures.
Thanks for listening. This has been a production of Science Audio, online at www.scienceaudio.net. We always appreciate your feedback. You can email ptj at scienceaudio.net or leave a voicemail at 626-593-7825.